0: And welcome to Pale Reflections, a proud member of the Doof Network, where we reflect on Wildbow's most sunny work as it releases. I'm Ruben Morehouse. I'm Elliot Diebold. And we have some special guests here. Special guests,
1: introduce yourselves. Hello, uh, that's Clarence right there.
0: Hello,
2: and that's Matthias.
1: Mm-hmm. In this physical space that we just motion at each other, for sure, across <laughs> the digital the, the space I definitely yep, did a little motion.
0: We're all sitting at duff HQ, uh, recording a <laughs> podcast, and we thought when we went to do our reflections episode, we thought, "Why not just go one room over and bring in Matthias and Clarence?" was um, very
1: convenient. Yeah, um, we do. We do have opposite sleep cycles, but otherwise, it's it, it works out okay.
3: I'm trying to figure out some joke about like raise virtual world and we're in that mm. or something but i can't figure well, it out so keep, it <laughs> keep working
0: on it and, and when you figure it out come back to us <laughs> how about that um, anyway yeah thank you matthias and clarence for coming on the show uh i guess do you, we should we should address the elephant in the room which is that you have just as of tonight finished your your own show decomposing worm
1: that's right. Um, yeah, the last episode, the 13th episode of our 12-episode series. Actually, it's more like, <laughs> I think it's actually episode like, 15 if you do like just counting. But, um, it's a baker's um, dozen, I think. Yeah, it's a baker's dozen <laughs> of uh, decomposing with, worm episodes. With some
2: extras. With yeah. some yeah. extras. Um,
1: very nice baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah, we finished today. Um So it's kind of wild. Uh, we're done. We, we finished a thing. And we finished worm. It's so strange. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know what a large do thing now. to finish. Well, I have an idea what to yes. do after, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> we'll mention wow, that at yeah. the end, I guess. Okay, um, cool. Got yeah, a little teaser yeah. stick, coming up later. Stick to the end oh, of this fun. Pale Reflections um, episode. hear some exciting news.
0: Are you teasing it on on Decomposing Worm as
1: yes, well? Or do yeah. we have the exclusive? No, no. no <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. You might come out earlier, though. I don't actually know what the Interesting. timing is. But, that mm-hmm.
3: depends who who edits this one, I think, on
4: yeah, our. Yeah, the race is on. <laughs> yeah, you're probably um, gonna
1: beat me on that. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so uh, obviously Decomposing Worm, well, a great show. Diving into decomposing, some may say. Uh Bobo's Worm cereal, his um inferior but still pretty good cereal compared to the other ones, I would say. Um <laughs> Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations on, on, are, on are your, you, what was a great show.
1: Are you trying to 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 diss our like our are, our are, are material so therefore you're like to sing our podcast is that what this is is <laughs> yes, it did you brought us song just to to bring us down By <laughs> transitive see. property yes that's what okay I all done. right okay we're
3: constantly trying to start this flame war between power humans and the other <laughs> just so <laughs> someone will take us just, seriously right, yeah,
4: well, well, add you know to the
1: fire. maybe we can show up on like hobby drama right like uh <laughs> oh, yeah the the, the inter fandom wars i think yeah. that would be a good publicity stunt for sure. Does anyone want to join in? We can like get team names.
3: <laughs> mm. I, I feel like the... the way Ruben and I diss the the parahuman stuff is is like that, you know that meme where where the guy's like, I feel sorry for you, and then the other one's like, <laughs> I don't think about you at all. yeah mm. That's yeah. that's what it feels mm. like. Sometimes we're yeah. like, Yeah, parahumans, we're better than them. Parahumans, like, what are you? even. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yes. It's
0: very much uh, comes from like insecurity, a place of insecurity. <laughs> 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 oh, that's unfortunate. Mm. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, let's get into <laughs> what this episode actually is, uh, which is uh, a chance for us to reflect on leaving a mark. So we are reflecting on arc four of pale, uh, we brought on some guests to get some interesting and unique and different perspectives to just our own. Um, but first let's quickly summarize for our listeners arc four, just so they know what happened, because I don't know if this was a, a universal experience, but I definitely had this experience of. Some of the stuff in arc four, I mean, it was a long arc and you just forget mm-hmm. that some of the stuff happened this arc, right? Um, yeah. To, I- to demonstrate that, uh, in 4.1, Avery visits uh, the Alabaster's kind of cult area and then takes the Zoomtown path home. And I just completely forgot that that happened in this arc. <laughs>
1: Really? So, to to immediately break up the, the summary, uh, what what I thought was interesting is that Zoomtown felt very much this arc, but everything mm. in Kennet did not. So it's very location-driven t- to me. Right. That makes yes.
3: sense. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. Oh, so after 4.1, we got our information packet on the Blue Heron Institute. So it was basically like a list of courses and, and how the school runs. Like it was just tantalizing uh, lists of stuff that we might get to see. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, and then the uh, the Kenneteers had a bit of a chat in their chat room. And I mean, the TLDR of that is Lucy's worried about everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ah, uh, then she in, does. <laughs> rightfully yep. so. Um, in 4.2, uh, from Verona's perspective, Verona's mom takes her shopping and shows us that she's the opposite, a kind of awful, as her dad uh, before Ronnie ditches them both to go to a party, which is the the correct call. Um, And a, there's a violent emotional outburst there. Um after breaking Jeremy's heart, uh, she realizes realizes that she's lost her bag, which was full of her gadgets.
2: Yes. Um, and then in uh, four point three, uh, from Lucy's perspective, she kind of like leads the crew, um, including Jeremy now, who are all kind of like on a chase to figure out um where Melissa has taken the stuff. And then after they fight the large man who appears out of the tape um the trio track down melissa and lucy sort of fairy threatens her into giving all their stuff back
0: the fairy duel an excellent Mm. moment um we then move into the bonus material packing up where the kennediers just list what they're packing it's all the fun of uh packing up for a trip but it's actually fun not like packing up for a trip would be
3: (laughs) Uh, And then we jump back into Avery's head for uh, 4.4, where she has this surprisingly cool conversation with Sheridan again, um, that's becoming Sheridan's MO, uh, before she distracts her family and sneaks off to summer school, um, where the team meets and greets some of the movers and shakers of the Blue Heron Institute.
1: Then in 4.5, from Verona's perspective, Alexander gives a grandiose speech before the Kenneteers start to make themselves at home in Nico's old room, and they settle in for school
2: um and then we get some of uh verona's bedtime reading where we sort of we get to uh have a sneak peek at what verona's like looking into um in terms of how she's thinking about leaving her humanity behind
0: yes um which was really cool mm-hmm. It yes. was Mm-hmm. Uh, cool is one word for it i suppose <laughs> worrying maybe, <laughs> nerve-wracking um <Dope. laughs> we move into mm? <laughs> Yeah, don't, exactly. Um, Then we move into 4.6, where Lucy and Avery wake up and meet more of their uh, schoolmates. So we start to see how everyone kind of relates uh, with others and starts interacting with others. Uh, And of course, Lucy attends her first class with uh, not-so-radical Ray, who Mm. promptly kicks her out because she, you know, is a human being, I guess, which is a crime (laughs) punishable by expulsion to Ray. Uh, And of course, on her way out, Lucy overhears Mr. Bristow discussing them and Kenneth.
3: And then in four point seven, we're back with Avery uh, as she kind of awkwardly is left in Ray's class and decides to participate. uh, You know, which caps off with her awkwardly trying to befriend uh, Jess, uh, aka Miss Congeniality. Um, But after (laughs) class, the trio attempt to talk to, like, go off on their own and attempt to talk about mr bristow and stuff but uh alexander shows up to
1: help uh then we have some extra material with the student guide where we get a full map of the school as well as descriptions of every student in attendance or actually it's only the uh, upper students right the lower students don't have descriptions right well they get like the little one word yeah like, yeah like a quick two little word thing summaries. right right right, right. Yeah. yes
3: yes
4: yeah
2: and then um in uh, the interlude for four point X we get Snowdrop's perspective, which I was very excited about and enjoyed the whole way through. Um where we kind of uh enter Snowdrop's head as she embarks on a series of all of her misadventures, trying to get strawberry milk, and you know, interacting um with the brownies and return Verona's throne. And uh luckily Nicolette is there to save the day for a
0: uh, bit of it. It's delightful. Yes. <laughs> very gracious of her. Um sees us back in Lucy's head uh, and we jump back in time, actually, as Lucy is getting more sword fighting training uh, with some free favoripi on the side. Now, (laughs) (laughs) I just like to pause and say, I didn't write that, (laughs) but I really enjoyed saying (laughs) (laughs) Um, it. As Uh, Lucy becomes more secure in herself, we jump forward in time to see her put it to use against Alexander, refusing to cede ground in their negotiations.
3: Uh, then for our next extra material, we get another little sneak peek at uh, some dossiers uh, that Alexander's made on the people he thinks Bristow is going to send out. Uh, so we basically learn about various poor souls and also some monsters that Bristow keeps in his apartments,
1: which are so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, in, in four point nine from Verona's perspective, the Kenneteers experience the horrors of group projects as Zachariah leaves them to do all of the work uh, before Zed and El- Eloise. Elo- Eloise? Eloise? I think it's Eloise, I right? I say Eloise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eloise. I think Even that's though, right. No, there's no U. It's just, it's French-ish. Um, help like them the prepare. Pants. Huh?
2: Like the striped pants. Little girl. What's... Eloise.
1: I don't know anything about this.
2: Okay, never mind then. <laughs> well,
1: time for some
0: live Googling. <laughs> Eloise striped pants. Oh, is the this a real series? thing or is Clarence just making it up? No, doesn't this doesn't seem like anything's okay. <laughs> so.
1: deep red, but maybe that doesn't, that's not the. She the also might be a pig? I don't know. Okay. Well, really striped pants pig. Zed and Eloise help no them prepare results. the scariest ritual we've seen yet calling Verona's dad.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> um, and then uh, 4.10, we get the perspective of Avery, where the group discusses the various ways they can use to get home. Um, which were all super fascinating. And then, uh, before settling on the idea of having Jess take them back via the ruins. Um, and it's about as horrifying as, about as horrifying as you can expect, but also very interesting. Um, and we get, uh, close to getting some clues before we jump back into the real world and, uh, find out that the Bristonians, um, are already there.
0: A real word, Bristonians. not just Bristolians. Well, I said I said you were all free to
3: rewrite these right. after I. <laughs> them, so we, we have to come include all the <laughs>
0: random weird
3: words that
4: you put in. <laughs> That's the best um, part
2: of <laughs> discovering what someone else has written. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then, of course, we round it out with the final bonus uh, notes, which is Verona's spell notes, where she takes us through some even more advanced diagram techniques. Um,
4: mm-hmm
0: oh bulky chapter there it had some parties mm-hmm. in it which i'd completely forgotten about all kinds of wild things um i guess matthias and clarence what were your thoughts on leaving the mark
1: um i i it's it's i think it's different from the ones before is there's a lot of moving around um and like there's a clear shift between the party stuff and the arriving at school and dealing with that stuff
2: yeah there was definitely a there was also um just in general like an atmospheric shift Uh, Between the first three and then uh, this arc in terms of, like, what Avery, Lucy, and Verona are, like, focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because before they've been super focused on making sure they go speak to everyone and that they're kind of keeping up with everything. Um, And this is sort of, like, giving them a new entryway into the landscape of, um, like, everything and how to be a practitioner. So it was definitely sort of a shift in perspective, I think.
3: Yeah, it feels like we've stepped out into a bigger part of the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in the process of trying to learn a bit more about how to solve
0: the Carmine Beast's murder. Yeah, I, I think not only that, though, it's been nice for us to see, you know, examples of what does normal avenues into this world kind of look like, right?
4: Mm-hmm. We've had
0: the Kennetiers as this example of, hey, they're practitioners, but we don't really know, you know, what their experience is and how their experience reflects the traditional or or normal experience for a practitioner. And it's nice to get a lot of really horrifying examples of just what that actually is like.
1: (laughs) There's such a variety of it too. Uh, Not only, I I mean, that's with the, uh, the brochure that we get, we just see the enormous scope of uh, what the practice does. And it almost seems to apply to me that there's even more beyond these as well. Um, like uh, there's uh what there's defense against diabolism, but there's not diabolism on here. I just <laughs> something I noted. <laughs> um, among mm, other things. Um, yeah, yeah. There's just there's just so much. And uh, now or later, I want to ask you what what your favorite classes would have been. Uh, out of that brochure.
3: Ooh, interesting. Oh, like what would we have taken?
1: Yeah. Did you guys not do that on your own episode? I haven't listened to it. Oh the yeah, last we arc. did.
4: We did. Okay.
3: We, we did. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I what, was interested what about, in order to find it
0: oh yeah yeah matthias what about what are yours first reverse (laughs) card yeah
1: (laughs) um i'm not sure about the specific courses but definitely all the categories with magic tools i didn't think i would be interested but as i read the stuff is just like making stuff and finding things and uh there's just a lot more it just seems a lot more like um reliable and not as Deadly, as many of the others, right, like dark realms and, and traveling through them sounds fun, but uh <laughs> I don't want to stay there, yeah, exactly, so
4: but
2: it's so interesting, like the completely new spaces that can be mm-hmm. explored
1: I mean mm-hmm. I'm not really
2: like generally an adventurous person, but I like space a lot. I like dwell in space, and I feel like that would be that would be like where I would exist mm-hmm. is like the immaterial realms and like. All of them.
1: I knew you were going
3: to say I something like that. I think I would <laughs> make friends with a finder so I could get the oh. stories secondhand because mm. I don't think <laughs> I could cope with it myself.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll be like their, like their research assistant.
1: Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, alchemy. That was one of the things that I was really yeah. interested in. Um, I'd, I'd
0: mm-hmm. be very keen on doing the, you know, the alchemy, whatever's the kind of making magical objects and dealing with yeah. all that stuff. I just mm. think that's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was my answer when we did the episode. Since we got the dossier on Clementine, the Gilded mm. Lily, who finds a lot of these magical items, I think I'm less keen on them now, based mm-hmm. on the horrors that she's clearly gone yeah. through. But I yeah. think I'd still put that as my answer.
1: Yeah. I mean, but that's also with everything. That's that's just that's just the the other version. Yeah, in there's always like
2: something else horrifying that about that yeah, like 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 you're interested in. There's, there's never, there's never anything that's just like fully, what it is.
1: Well, you, know? you could just try being a good person. That is a legitimate <laughs> branch of practice. That's
4: true. That's I true. mean, it
1: it doesn't I, work there, super there must... well,
3: but yeah, I was about to say there's got to be some catch for that. I I remember that one. There was like one. It was just like how to have good karma or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe. Maybe if you have two good karma, there's like a karma vampire, and you just attract them, yeah. and you get screwed over that way. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I think there's no way to avoid the horrifying world, so you just kind of have to pick the the part of it that you'd be, you know, that you'd
1: survive. You think? <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. What's the what's the god of ice cream? Can I just do <laughs> some divine stuff with that one? Um, I think his name is Basra. Is it? I got that. That's a very uh,
3: deep cut
0: reference for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: don't don't bother researching that
1: anyone it's mm, it's not okay. worth it. It's not worth anyway. It. <laughs> um uh I found uh so uh Zoomtown and the other the, the the other ones described were very very interesting. Um mm, yeah. just just the existence of Zoomtown, the the colored blocks, the colored houses that move, it's wild. It, it just reminded yeah, me of the- just like video games like
3: yeah the paths are very fun like just i'm always excited when it's like let's learn about a new path because i'm like this is going
1: to be wild
4: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's like a side adventure
4: Mm -hmm.
1: what i what i found so interesting about them is that they're so different from like the 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 cost feeling of the paths is that there isn't a cost other than a risk of dying right Mm -hmm. like you go through it and you you know we might get a couple like downsides but for the most part, it's just, like, if you pass, you get a power-up. Um, yeah. And it seems so different to me than all the other... Like, you know, if you're using fairy stuff, you're having to spend glamour um, than anything else. You know, you're spending personal energy or some other kind of energy or something.
3: Yeah, well, I think because... Mm. I think Zed talked about that, didn't he, at one point, where it's uh, there's limits to sort of how much you can gain, though. Like, the, the sort of other side of that is you. most of the power-ups are really niche or uncontrollable or to mm. do with the paths you can't you can't sort of come out of it with like some massive power source like someone like alexander mm. or whatever uh might be able to get right um yeah but i just I, i love the paths just conceptually i think like we talked about in the mm. recent episode they there i'm sort of viewing them as as these manifestations or incarnations of uh like common imagination mm-hmm. tropes Mm. like the you know the the sorts of things people daydream about which makes finders like Mm. daydreamers yeah uh and stuff and and i love now that we're setting up there's these paths that go between other (sighs) paths not necessarily between like the real world so there's like you know ideas that just sort of go between other ideas and they don't really connect to anything real but they help you get from a to b like it's just such a fun landscape that seems like there's so much you could do there
1: like ah. misted she uh, she lived what, on the yellow staircase something like that
3: spider it had spider in the night or like web mm. or something S- mm-hmm. spider web staircase or something yeah
4: mhm
1: yeah and yeah. The, just the, the act that you have to discover everything is fascinating like the fact that like like do these rules exist before someone's discovers them <laughs> how did <do> they get <laughs> they created right right
0: that's right? it would be wild to just be like oh yeah you know, as soon as some, one person stacks their toy blocks and their toy train in the right arrangement, mm-hmm. they finally stumble into Zoomtown. town. It right. there must be, I'm so curious about this as well. What is the, you know, the, the, the evolutionary process of these rituals? Mm-hmm. Like, was it people just played in a certain way and over time it took on meaning? Yeah. yeah. It, like
1: with, with miss in her discovery of the, the detour, right? Yes. Like, was it always there, or did she sort of make it, or
2: did it appear?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Like, how do these how do these paths get constructed?
1: Right, because because if it's the unconscious, like, how does something like a specific like a detour? Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Like, like I I'm <clears> viewing them as manifestations of, of imagination or whatever. And then uh people do like I think Miss and also uh I forget the name of the kid who hit on Avery in Zoomtown. Um, but they they both have. Sort of talked about, there's like an underlying logic there that I, I, clearly I just haven't figured out yet. Mm. Um, because it all seems very arbitrary and deadly to me. Um, but like I imagine it's sort of rules relating to where these paths are coming from. Like, you know, with Zoomtown, mm. there was lots of, um, you can't go back somewhere, and that sort of made sense because don't yeah, touch yellow house speeding houses. along. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yellow's the worst team in Fall Guys. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I really like how these reflections episodes can just descend into absolute insanity <laughs> over time.
4: Um,
3: yeah, but no, wait, like, there. Yeah, I, the paths. Uh, yeah, I like, guess it's just always exciting when it's like, let's go to a path. I'm always like on board. Yeah, I want to see the purple you, creature,
1: yeah. whatever it is. Or, of course, oh, yeah. it probably depends. <laughs> and the mile, the, the mug, mug mile. Oh my gosh.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I would just tease those and not i mean i'm sure that not not, not, not I, I suspect one it's gonna be like a bonus material or he's just gonna write a little thing that he posts on the subreddit one day that's and this is what the mug looked like or whatever well that's
1: um, i mean that's what um that's what he did with the the denizens of um the oh my gosh what's the name you gave it the 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 special people the um the, no the, 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 <laughs> apop- uh, the apartment ap- Br- yes oh, right. yes right yeah is that what you said
0: yeah, the bristonians. <laughs> yeah
1: the okay thank you i was just trying to remember them. that the yeah <laughs> the, with the bristonians right he um there's the just just some of them listed right the catch potato there's the sentient mass of mm. pests which i just <laughs> was, was wonderful was so wonderful um I actually, like, copy-pasted that and sent that to a friend and just be like, hey, read pale. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Look at this. That's cruel.
3: Uh, My favorite part was that
1: the rats have a job. hmm They make money. Yeah. They, like, That's so it's, insane. They they interact with other people as a person, too. Like,
2: uh, It did seem, like, quite efficient mm-hmm. as, like, a whole <laughs> complex of of, you know, beings residing in a space. But... I don't know. It just—I feel like they're lacking in agency.
1: Mm. Oh, absolutely.
2: And so it's like ominous.
1: I—I just—I really—I just, really, just want to see the sitcom there. That's—that's that's all. That's just like—I don't know where this concept comes from actually, but it's a very common like internet concept of just like it—not—it it, doesn't show up in memes per se, but it, I mean it is a meme in that it's a like cultural yeah. idea, but like the apartment complex or hotel or something where all the denizens are unusual people mm-hmm. in some way or another and then you know you go down the wrong hallway three times and you end up an entirely you know different wing or you know you you can just keep going downstairs infinitely and then as soon as you go back up one you're back at your room or whatever and like you know what i'm saying like that's a concept yeah. that yeah. like it does exist <laughs>
0: Even just the idea of like a hotel that's kind of a sanctuary for mm. monsters is a thing mm-hmm. that exists yeah. in and of itself, mm. right? Like a yeah. Yeah. Like hotel Transylvania or season two of The Adventure Zone or an, a season of American Horror Story, I think. Yeah, it as I was well. going like, to
1: say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it has kind of become a trope. And I think this is an interesting version of that trope where they're not. Yeah. It, in fact, they're explicitly not monsters. They are very people, which is is wild. And I'm glad that we're going to get the chance to explore the humanity of these, you know, group of monsters, basically. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the analogy of a group of monsters living in a hotel. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a very fun idea.
1: I think we're going there. That's one of my my little predictions, is that we're going to go to the apartment complex. It's too cool not to. Come on. (laughs) There's 50, 50 weird people.
3: Or save it. For the spin <laughs> series, mm. right. each, think... each chapter is about a different, uh, different resident.
0: Yeah, a group of short stories. It's like the perfect setting for it, totally. I mean, that's basically what that bonus, the dossier's bonus material
4: mm-hmm. is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: um, um, but yeah. So to to launch back to something that was said yes. quite a while ago. Now, um, <laughs> I I really liked the the sort of point about how it it feels like there's been a shift like it feels like we've we've stepped into the second gear of the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's sort of like the the year uh and, and like their presence in the school and even in the you know the muggle realm has sort of ended at this party and then it's like they've transitioned now to magic school and and shit's getting way more real and mm-hmm. it, it just feels like everything has gone up a level at this y- new school
1: yeah yeah uh just a to, uh, to about the party the um uchiwawa tape which is first of all a great uh, name Or i don't actually don't know if that, <laughs> that's how you're supposed to pronounce it but that's how i want to uh but the he's crying cold tears guy uh is terrifying and like it was it was hilarious but also extremely unnerving at the same time um and i think that's like one of the that's the tone shift of like oh shit this is actually like I, that's actually like a pretty good place just to put the milestone right as the other as matthew says later is like we knew you were going to fuck up eventually right mm-hmm. and this is just yeah. this is within the bounds of expectation to worry about it but it's like okay we've reached that fuck up like now we are in the no, the expected danger zone we were doing good before but now we're like just normal mm. yeah you're right and mm. and of course to celebrate that
3: they're going to go out to this wider world of the of the school and all these much more powerful and mean people
0: yeah, it's a good point. We've we've talked about on the on our episodes of this arc the idea that um, you know, the the Kenneteers are now being exposed to what actual practitioners look like. But it's also probably worth noting that from what we understand, even the the Blue Heron Institute is a kind of nice version of the real world that exists yeah. out there, right? Like a lot of these other practitioners, presumably that exist in the world, don't have something like the Blue Heron Institute, which is a relatively sane way to become a practitioner, even though there are obviously horror stories there. Um, I, I can only shudder to imagine how bad it must be for the people who where the Blue Heron Institute is wild and radical, but in the wrong direction for them.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so, anything else uh, mm-hmm. you wanted to to say about the the arc or the story as a whole?
1: Um, I mean, I do want to talk about all the, the the characters a bit, um, like <laughs> just. It, what's interesting is that we, while each section and each chapter obviously does focus on a different kind of tier, um, I think Lucy's having like slightly less focus in this arc, um, but but still has you know plenty of things going on, right? She has a whole thing with Ray, um, and just her worries in general and and with the party as well. Um, that talk also between her and and Verona were, was so so nice. Um, on on the back of the truck as they were going.
3: Yeah, that was a beautiful moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really sweet. Um, so uh, e- even though that she's not really the the like most main focus, right? Verona's having a lot more with her dad, and um, Avery's you know thinking a lot about the paths. It's still she's still always relevant, and so is everyone else. Um, I'm excited to see her take center stage again, though.
3: Yeah, well, especially now that we're heading back to Canada, or we've headed back to canet uh, mm. and you know, that always puts the carmine beast in the back of our heads a lot more. Like I, I definitely tended to forget about, uh, Kami every now and then in the school. Mm. Um, and Lucy was always the one who was very driven towards that task specifically. She felt a responsibility to see that mission through. Um, so she might, now that we're back home and she actually has people she really cares about in this town. Well, so does Avery. It's just Verona. Who doesn't?
4: Um. Huh. Um, yeah.
3: I mean, well, okay. Speaking of the of our three protagonists, who who's your favorite? We we, we make
1: everyone pick their favorites. Avery.
2: Oh, so immediate. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was very confident about it. Uh she was actually I mean, at the very, very beginning, she was my least favorite just because I was like, ooh, Verona doing more magic y stuff. I love that, right? Mm. I you know, I, I like the the clever, you know I like the person that's interested in the the magic and the the fun stuff, right? But um Avery's just so lovely and such a wonderful soul. And I love the paths too. And um she is best girl. Yeah, well, okay, no, that's not true. We there no. Sorry, the best girl obviously goes to uh Snow Snowdrop, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> second best girl. Well, Snowdrop is just part
0: Avery. So
1: That's yeah. true. Ah, she's sort that's of an right, extension, that's right, that's right?
0: You're so right. Helps yes. Avery get across the line that she has snowdrops Mm -hmm. it is yes (laughs) Yes. part and parcel for her yeah um how about you clarence
4: Mm.
2: well i like that avery brings this sort of like warmth and like this expectation that they're going to be a family sort of thing Mm. like the closeness of of like friendship that becomes family i feel like she kind of like exudes that um and that kind of like strengthens the the kind of uh friendship between lucy and verona at the same time i feel like in terms of like dynamics she brought a really good thing to it um but i i really like lucy right now i i'm interested in what verona is going to do in terms of like becoming not a person anymore because that seems very exciting (laughs) um but but um lucy is like very like driven and like aware of like um the like social happenings i think and then also aware of like the larger picture um so i she like keeps me on track um yeah even as, that's true as i i get distracted with like what verona's thinking about <laughs> and i feel like lucy kind of like brings me back of like oh yeah there's there's this mystery going on
3: yeah i think it was usually lucy who would bring up the carmine beast in in like the latter half of arc four and i'd be like oh yeah right mm-hmm. like i was kind of the same as verona i'm i'm off in in school mentally and then it's like oh yeah. No. Okay. That's right. Um, there's like a plot here. <laughs> um. Uh, what about, Ruben? Where are you at? Because I think I think you were originally Avery, and then you mm-hmm. you switched to Team Lucy, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I I really love Avery, but I'm still uh, Lucy is still my number one at the moment. Just because I just I just really admire her unending and uncompromising moral compass. That's just a yeah. trait that always makes me love a character. Um and Lucy is just 100% that character and I'm just digging it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, Lucy's great.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's why I like her cuz she's so like brave
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: and willing to say things and I am frightened of confrontation. <laughs> and so I like <laughs> she's like um what is that like a colloquial term it's like um goals or whatever. She's like, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> did, you, did you just did you just stumble for a colloquial term? Colloquial term, and then you identify the colloquial term that you were stumbling for as "she's goals." Is that what just happened?
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She is goals. Yeah, she. She's she goals. Big move. Hundred percent. She is. Yeah. <laughs> to use another obscure term. <laughs> um. Uh, Elliot,
0: are you still the only
1: Verona stand that exists? Yeah,
3: I'm I'm. I'm still here waving no, my Verona number one flag in the see, corner, I guess.
1: That's so funny to me, because I, for me, Verona's the most conventional, like, favorite protagonist. I mean, okay, maybe I'm biased because she was yeah, my favorite protagonist at the choice, very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, part of it is that she doesn't have that much outward emotion, I think. Um, even though, obviously, yeah, she she's in me. great turmoil internally. But, mm. um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've just from day one yeah, no, related she's... to Verona the most. Yeah, yeah. And her struggle with her dad and her mom too. Uh, that chapter actually, I was very surprised. I thought this was a flashback at the beginning. Wait, um, with her mom because mm. he like, Man. oh, mom's mom's here. Um, and I guess that was that. That's part of it of just like how shocking um, to to finally meet her mother. And also, it's like not a big deal. Like not like a. It's not a big big deal in a good way it's just yeah, yeah there's
2: no like fanfare
1: yeah exactly yeah it was it, very her
3: mom to just yeah show right, up right and just be here for a bit and then be like okay i'm putting you back with your dad yeah and i was like ah, oh, he's actually really awful and she's like mm, so, yeah. i'm trying to make something <laughs> yeah. my problem oh, oh, Have fun with i don't that. know about that
0: yeah Gosh, she there's sucks. no fanfare but also no confrontation i was expecting mm. it would cause something to come to a head but it just did it and and that was quite tragic you know.
1: Yeah. Mm.
3: I imagine yeah. if Verona had tried to confront her mom, her mom would just bail. And not come mm-hmm. back.
1: Like, yeah, I think yeah. that was her fear, too. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. It, the, with her dad sending the text, I also was on the same page as Verona. I was like, is this like a real thing? Like, is should we actually be worried? And then we got the snowdrop bit. And I was like, okay, goddammit, we should be worried. Oh, I don't want to leave the school. And then it turns out actually yeah no he's being just a huge drama queen and he just wants to take revenge against her because that's how he functions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, is that how you feel about that? I'm I'm curious where you've landed on like on this specific instance of Verona's dad with the uh, calling her back from school.
1: Uh he reminds me of like the worst of all the authority figures I've ever had and myself. Uh he's he's Jerry from Rick and Morty right? He's just someone mm. you don't want to become. Is that um, the one
2: with the, like...
1: He's the dad and he sucks. And that's his whole character. So he, oh. he's, he's self-pitying all the time and, mm. uh, like just like a leech on everyone. Uh, he, okay, Bernstein is not as bad, okay? He's a person. Um, <laughs> and, you know, obviously you can see why he got this way, but he's just, you know, he cannot change. He refuses to change and it's the kind of thing where, like, you just at, at, at some point they need to help themselves and he's not he's not doing that so, I mean he kind of yeah, needs help if he you know is, is bedridden but also he's going to be bedridden for so much longer than he has to because that's the kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem with someone like him is you know that if you give him that
3: inch he's going to take a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's so hard because like someone like that I I feel sorry for him and I want him to get help but you're right. There's a certain point where, and I think Nicolette started to talk about this with Melissa, didn't she? Where she's like, at a certain point, someone needs to be trying to help themselves or I can't keep giving all this energy to them and having them squander it. And and that's, that's what Verona's dad is. is like, at a certain point, I, I feel like you sort of have to be like, okay, I can't do this.
1: Yeah. Um. To, to be a, uh way too much uh like i've been in a relationship like this not with my dad or anything but um it's pretty fucking bad and this is it's straight up like emotional abuse when it gets like this bad Mm -hmm. and it's it's horrible because there's no actual like moral way to get out of it because it's like oh you you are abandoning them to a worse existence like if rona leaves Mm -hmm. it doesn't come back like he is gonna suffer more and it sucks and maybe he might not even be able to pull himself out ever right maybe he does need the help but there's no way to be sure, and it's pretty clear that like staying is not actually helping. Um, it's helping yeah. him mater- like materially, but it doesn't actually get him to be better.
0: Yeah. If anything, it's it's stagnating him, right? Yeah. Like he, maybe he kind of needs a bit of a, a shock to his system, almost, to, to to for him to have any chance of of becoming a better person.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: and as as readers of Worm, you would obviously both know about the foolproofness of utilitarianism. <laughs> and, um like you know it's like the the gain in to to verona's like quality of life versus the decrease to his you know maybe she gets more gain and he gets lost so utilitarian it's better for her
1: to leave. Uh-huh. yeah qed yeah, yeah. well that's, yeah. that's that's well Go it's ahead. like
2: she's she's in this situation where she's like these are the the years of her life that she's like becoming um like and, uh, I mean, not like leveling up or whatever, but, you know, um, like she's sort of like, years. yeah, these are her formative years of adolescence. And, and if she doesn't have that room to sort of, you know, expand herself and like kind of figure out who she wants to be, um, which I feel like she wouldn't if she remained in this situation, um, then I feel like ultimately in the long run, like it'll be more trouble for her if she doesn't leave. Like,
1: I mean he's he's making her not want to be human anymore, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's pretty bad it's not not a good dad move um,
0: yeah, I guess something else that's worth just checking in on is uh how has your experience been reading the story, especially compared to you know maybe our experience doing it with the show or your own experience reading worm with uh with decomposing worm. I'm interested to hear uh whether there's been any change in the way you've been. Kind of reading the story as a result.
1: Well, we both read it differently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Clarence, yeah. Go
0: ahead.
2: I I consumed it in about like four days.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Classic <laughs> Barbara story experience. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so I feel like there were like, um, there was a lot of movement that, in terms of like time, that um, I feel like I didn't really perhaps feel as much, um, just because. I like didn't linger quite as much on anything um although I would say the difference in in pale versus worm is like um the way that we like sit on the rhythm of reading mm-hmm. where in worm it's so fast paced, even if you're reading it slow because it's so like physically confrontational, and everyone's like very analytical and and like thinking through, and it's like very like. You have to act in the instant, um, and I feel like with pale, it's we have some like room to kind of feel out everybody's, you know, like inter, uh, interpersonal relationships and like and like the the uh, sort of atmosphere of it. Even though it's like they're trying to solve a murder, it's like there isn't there isn't that that um, really like fast paced uh, like anticipation, I guess, or not anticipation, but like urgency. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just like the way that it's written, you know?
3: I think I know what you mean. Like, it's not, there's not that sense of at the end of every chapter, you're like, oh, God, I, I need to see what's going to happen in this next instant where X, Y, Z, whereas like often I sort of end a pale chapter and I'm keen to sit there and sort of mull over a, yeah, mull- yeah. what the ending implied.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a lot but- of space of like mulling over.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you're still extremely interested in in hearing more about the pale, yeah. right? But it's yeah, it's not the cliffhanger esque. What something I noticed, and I talked about this before. I might have even mentioned it on "Do the Right Thing" when I was just like gushing. But um, <laughs> just the fact that like it's very strange to me the the phenomena where I mean, after arc one, that's a, that's a novel's worth of words. Arc one is a novel, okay, right? It's like <laughs> what eighty thousand words or something. I I don't actually know, but it was like long. Um, but it did not feel like I had just read a novel. It felt like I had just read arc one. You know what I mean? Um, like it 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 felt like just the beginning of a story, even though it's a lot longer than that. And I just found that <laughs> so interesting. Where I was like, this is not dragging. This is not feeling a, like a lot, and yet it's also not like ripping fast pace. So like, what what the hell is happening? Like, how they're just
3: chock full of stuff. Yeah, these, these chapters i i don't know if i've said this on air but like one of the things that caught caught uh me at least a bit off guard starting this was coming from pact uh the the average chapter like in pale is about double pact mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. i feel like there's still again even more than double the amount of stuff to pull out so that like it's just you know it's like each week i feel like we're just having to not give some bits mm-hmm. the credit they deserve just because there's so much to talk about in this story like it's it's long, but also just jam packed with stuff mm. worth talking about,
1: right? Yeah, and each thing worth that that is worth talking about is also like incredibly complex. Like, I mean, you could talk on and yes. on. I mean, we skimmed over so many, but um talk on and on about each of the relationships between parents and and kids. Actually, I find that so interesting that that's like such a strong focus in this.
2: Yeah, I feel like it. It was really interesting to see the variety of like familial construction um, of each of them, and then also like. Just the way that everyone communicates with each other, um, and like the openness of of like Lucy's mother and and Lucy of like where where she's like requesting her to like speak to her about how she feels and all of this, and then like I don't know, it just there's there's such a variety of like parenting styles, um, which shouldn't be surprising I suppose because we're spending time with like preteens, but um, it just seemed like very evident how distinct they all were.
3: Yeah, well, I mean especially especially Verona's mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah you, you're right I, I think the the very interesting thing with that as well is like you know if Verona's standing as this example of somebody who's being let down by her parents um Lucy and to some extent Avery are also examples of how that can happen anyway mm-hmm. um like I don't think anyone's going to criticize Lucy's mom uh her mum rocks Avery's parents maybe aren't perfect but yeah, even so, most the time wouldn't... we
0: see them, they're trying. Yeah, definitely. They they seem to be doing their best for the fact that the, the their house is a, a pit of chaos.
1: It's gonna depend on how they handle the the out of the closet situation. Mm. True, that's, we haven't that's... seen her dad's reaction yeah. to that yet. have yeah. we? No, it seemed uh, up in the air how that I'm, was going to go. I'm expected what, to we... be
3: disappointed.
2: Ah, uh, me too.
3: Huh? I'm. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not optimistic based mm-hmm. on the way Avery was feeling about it, which is just like, although then again, like, Sheridan was incredibly cool about it, and
1: well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, like, kids much are much more likely to be cool about it, like, always. That's true. Um, she also seemed
2: like she was going to be, like, the secretly cool sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before, like, before we kind of got those couple of interactions, I felt like a sister who, like, doesn't get super involved, but is willing to, like, poke around like i feel like that's the
1: cool sister it's interesting though because she's like the cool sister but she's also like really lame like really like (laughs) unfortunate like not 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 in any like like not it's different from a nerdy way it's in a sad way it's like she's kind of given up on like doing stuff and it's it's a bummer but yeah at least she's like decently decent yeah i
3: i feel like there's gonna be stuff to mine in the future for the way sheridan feels like she's not but the the path Sheridan's walking down kind of feels like a slower version of what Avery went through before the story started. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like Sheridan has no friends; she's a bit disconnected. Like it seems so easy for her to just become the next Avery or another Alpi or something. Like you know, she needs someone to help her a bit and pick her up. Um, I think she needs someone to really like help to her that.
1: want to try yes. stuff.
3: And the only person who we've seen attempt that is Avery, um, right? Mm. But, like, uh, your little sister, it's a tough call for that to mm, be the person true. who does that.
1: I feel like I have I have hope for her, though. If that opportunity does come up, I think Sheridan would be someone to take that hand that's reaching. Like, in, in the final instance, I think so. I hope so. I hope so. Where Rhoda's dad would be the opposite. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> Rhoda's dad grabs your hand and pulls you down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I just want to pull out a bit from the notes here uh, mm-hmm. that I'm not sure who wrote. Um, it's just talking about interpretive magic and signs and signified oh, yes. and English class. And I, so, I, I don't understand it, but I'm I'm keen.
1: Okay. So <laughs> this is where I was like, okay, Clarence, let's talk about well, like it, it being English majors. So um, I want to talk about how the magic works, right? How it's interpretive. Right. Um, mm. And uh, so a little bit of a, tangent into uh linguistics li- literary linguistics so sus- Saussurean sus- linguistics anyway yeah, the yeah. idea that um language is built of uh signs and signified so sign is like what the word is right a uh, a cat the word cat right the letters c a t that's a sign and then signified is a cat right um like
3: the actual like right concept yes word yes cat, yes. Right. Yeah.
1: yes and um I, I probably shouldn't just go do an impromptu lecture because then it'll be a whole like fifteen minutes of this podcast. But that's okay. Uh, that's why, that, like, we got you. You two are the <laughs> professionals. You're the Englishman. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I took a literary theory class once for one semester, and I keep citing it. So that's that's one more <clears throat> than me. Well, well. Anyway, um, but so a sign by itself doesn't actually. Like, there's no actual real connection between the sign and signified. There's no reason why the word cat means a cat and not a dog or whatever, Um, other than it doesn't mean everything else. That is where meaning comes from. It comes from difference from everything else, right? A cat means cat because it doesn't mean house, car, uh, microphone, whatever. Um, Anyway, so I thought this was relevant in how the magic works here, right? There's all these symbols written down, and um, they only mean the thing that that they mean because they are different from everything else and that's how like specifying works right and how they, they clarify their intent um, by putting down a sign and then putting down other signs that mean like okay well it can't mean anything that doesn't mean these two things right um, and getting more specific that way and just generally how magic is English class in in <laughs> the other verse yeah I mean the other verse
3: rewards English majors which I always <laughs> like
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh me too anything that rewards me is great <laughs>
2: um yeah well additionally too because like um language is uh is so full of like gaps and voids and like Mm -hmm. where it's always an approximation of whatever we're trying to say or whatever we're trying to convey um and i feel like their magic is very much like that um where they have a thing that they want to happen and they generally know how to get that thing to happen but there's always like room for something else to perhaps occur. You know? Yeah, There's you know, like if
1: they if kind of they like pockets. Right. If if they summon something, right? Like if they if you wanted to summon a hammer or whatever, right? You could just like continue specifying, but you would never like get exactly like a specific thing that you had in your head, right? Like you mm-hmm. might um you could tell like wood handle, iron, head, right? Decorated with, you know, these kind of sigils, um, this kind of style potentially you know get more and more specific like that does this kind of ability but it will never be like it's there's always like the gaps are filled in always mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Yeah. although it interesting about the the spirits and the other is they kind of m- like depending on how much they like you they may fill in those gaps exactly as you're picturing because you know they seem to be able to determine intent and stuff like they can tell when people are lying um mm-hmm. so they can kind of mind read Mm. uh to some degree yeah that's so, so there strange is, there is this kind of ability like yeah if they want to they can give you exactly what you're picturing and from that you know you communicate that that mm. broken incomplete picture and they will fill in the gaps if they want to mm-hmm.
4: mm.
3: also the the brokenness of english is something that uh, oh yeah this this story impact like really teach you Like the the stuff people are able to get away with while technically telling the truth is just like <laughs> this language is a joke. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like that's been on my mind this whole time. It's like every time that they interact with anyone, I'm like, how can they be saying the truth but also saying the nothing? Lying. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It makes Whenever to... the fairy talk, it it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> why even try? Like, like nothing they say has any needs to have any grounding in reality at all.
2: I feel like if I didn't spend time in all of the like paths and the ruins and everything, like. I would go hang out with the fairies, even oh, though I know God. it would be. Detri- no. I know it would be detrimental, <laughs> but it just sounds Terrible so idea. fascinating.
1: It would be <sighs> fascinating. I mean, Guillermo is actually like really growing on me. I know he probably mm. shouldn't, but like, <laughs> he's he's saying like full on like, I I plan to be good or something like that. You know, like mm. I know that's also something you can wiggle out, but like, it was a couple of <laughs> statements specifically. I was like, okay, that's like, mm, that seems. Honorable. I
0: know. <laughs> God, I hope it doesn't turn around. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so for a related thing um, uh, related to more English stuff. So there's actually, there's a lot of metaphors that um, just people who study the English language in, in various forms, like this particular side that I'm um, going to be talking about, it's more like a technical communication thing of mm. what metaphors we use to describe how language works, because that impacts how we uh, end up talking about it and thinking about it so like one example that i'm not talking about specifically here but just for a different one is the window pane metaphor right of like how clear do you want your language to be um where technical communication business writing wants it to be a clear glass window where you don't even notice that it's there so you can just see what's on the other side the meaning on the other side as clearly as possible right whereas uh, to extend the metaphor if you were to um make the language very colorful and dense and hard to, harder to understand it might be more like poetic right and you might have like a stained glass window where like the language is the point and the meaning you see through the lens anyway uh, but one of the more functional metaphors um, is uh this um packing and unpacking metaphor where there's a sender uh, the message itself the package and the receiver so the sender packages up the message right they they take their meaning that's in their head and they they put it into a box using language and then they send it and then there's the, like, message itself. And then there is the receiver who unpacks it, right? And each one, each step there, the sender, receiver, and the message itself have our points of interference where stuff can go wrong and where miscommunication happens. So the sender might package it pretty badly and make it hard to understand. The message might be lost on the way in some way or another. And the receiver might unpack it wrong, Um And so I was relating this to how like magic in in the other verse works, where um, there's a thing that they actually do. There's the intent that they have. And then there's also audiences and each one of those can be influenced.
3: Yeah. I really like that as a sort of model for thinking about like, I'm just even thinking if I wanted to fight a practitioner, those are the three things I suppose you can try and interfere with their ability to speak, their ability for the spirits to hear them. Or the ability for the spirits to understand them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other thoughts about uh leaving a mark or the story in general so far?
2: Oh yes. I had um I had a few thoughts about just in terms of like um leaving a mark specifically, um, and and um the like the trio going to school versus gathering knowledge from others. Um because the way that they're learning is is very different, um, in the two different spaces, and and even the way that they're like taught to think about it is very different in the two different spaces. Um, where like in Kenna it's uh, they're more of like a community of practice, where they're sort of getting all this information and and having to kind of sort through it um, like piecemeal and sort of figure out from a variety of different individuals that are not necessarily, um, like, fully trustworthy, um, information that could be used, uh, against them, but there's, like, there's all these, like, caveats, um, and they're, like, placed in this very specific, uh, mindset of, like, how to view others, and I thought it was really interesting when we kind of entered to the school and everyone else had a, a very different view, um, and mentality of, like, how to interact and how to think about others, um, yeah, and yeah, it was much ab- more absolutely. like, uh, like, like their knowledge was more like codified, I guess.
3: Yeah, it's less personal, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. more. And we see that with like, you know, Lucy gets special tutoring from from Gillamay, um, whereas she gets kicked out of Ray's class for like breaking the mold a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's so much more rigid at the Blue Heron Institute.
0: All right, I guess that's our uh, our discussion of. Uh of the main points from leaving a mark. Now, of course, we have a few other things to run through before we wrap up. First yeah, of ho- all... Hold
3: on. I, l- wait, are you skipping past this bit in the notes? Oh,
0: yes, yeah, sorry. Let's jump into that. <laughs>
3: um, so, because Clarence, you have not read Pact, right? No, I haven't. Yes, so this is something I put through, I put all of our guests who have not read Pact through <laughs> a series well, of questions. He also First just, of all, he why retailed... have you
1: in the past four days i think that's also <laughs> something to note uh very very I, new that's a monumental member. effort it's like yeah
3: a, a, a week or two after finishing worm in an insane time period it's like okay fail uh, now
2: it's it was fun it, it had a very different like um like jaunt to it um so it was a mm. nice like variety
3: i mean just as a quick this isn't a question i had written down but i'm curious like jumping from worm which was finished seven ish years mm. ago now mm-hmm. uh up to pale like did you did you feel the difference in in sort of Walbo's writing
2: oh definitely yeah i feel like i i could um feel immediately kind of how how different if like the kind of in reading space um but i also could feel that when i like jump from the beginning of worm to like the end um True. i feel like it's it's very evident how much is like shown and 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 kind of filed away and like that sort of like um like tracing paper sort of feel to it i think felt much more like uh mature in terms of writing ability
3: yeah cool i mean I yeah i mean he it's been what eight eight years of publishing at least twice a week so i guess it's not surprising so, that's a pretty consistent I, um he's, he's written like five million words now it's ludicrous <laughs> <laughs> um it, but yeah, so so Clarence, I guess as somebody who hasn't read Red Pact, I, I'm interested to know, did it ever feel in pale like you were, uh, a, a, you know, a bit out of step for not having Red Pact? Because this was pitched as an alternative entry point to the world, but obviously the rest of us had Red Pact, so we had expectations coming in. I'm wondering yeah. if, you were, if you ever felt like you were uh, a step behind or something.
2: Um, I think I definitely felt a little bit like i was unsure of like the like the weight of some like symbolic elements um and the sort of significance um particularly i think during their awakening i think i was like unsure about like how it was going to work with all this but um because all three of them kind of jumped in uh all three of the main characters jumped in to the world at the same time that i did i feel like there was enough like uh information kind of coming in every time like there was enough world building that i didn't feel lost if that makes sense
4: yeah yeah i think so
1: good to know that
0: yeah you go no i was just gonna say good to know that it feels like uh you're not missing out on too much
1: Mm. yeah and don't worry the the awakening ceremony has been a topic of much much debate among (laughs) uh pack readers as well (laughs) So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'd be lying if I said I understood everything. <laughs> 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 also, Nicolette used an, a living thing in her ritual. What? What? Huh? Mm. Um, I I don't... Don't know. I, you
3: two may not have listened. To it. We just covered uh, Mile End, which was a mm-hmm. campaign uh-huh. while Bo ran. And the awakening ritual they did in that was just completely different. Yeah, it's yes. very different. Yeah, mm. what? Um, it's, it's insane.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's. I'll, I'll listen to that tomorrow. It seems yeah. like
2: the awakening, like it. It seems very like specific, from what I gathered of like their described like their description of it, and then some of their encounters. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was more of like a, it was more individual than than kind of a universal.
3: I I almost compare it to or where I've landed after reading Myland and and Pale So Far Impact is I, I I'd compare it to an essay. Where there's these important structural beats mm. you have to meet. Okay. Um, like, you know, you have to have those five elements or whatever, and you have to have your personal things, but there's so much room for you to like ex- you know, sort of tweak exactly how those are expressed. So you need that you need that overall structure, but you can you you change exactly how they take form, I mm-hmm. suppose. And you can play mm-hmm. with the structure a little bit.
1: Yeah. I I'd like to maybe return to this in the the packed section too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about
3: that with you there um so clarence no pressure because you know you mm-hmm. just read worm and you've just read a whole bunch of pale but um i'm curious if if reading pale makes you like just as keen to read pact or like are you more keen to read pact like where where does sort of pact sit on your priority of things you might want to read um now? it
2: does seem like i would want to read it more um just because i like entering like worlds that i kind of know a little bit about sure um, so I feel like I would feel more comfortable entering, and and reading Pact now, um, than I did before.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess as a follow up to that, is there anything specific you are expecting, or uh, like specific questions you you're expecting to get answered in Pact? Like, I, I'm just wondering what what is reading pale uh, made you think about Pact without knowing anything else?
2: Hmm. Does it have the same? Um... I suppose I wonder if it has the same like, of uh, like rhythm to it of like that sort of easing into the situation, um, and I know this this is sort of like dictated by um, the solving of the Carmine Beast's murder, but like I don't know if there's a similar sort of uh, governing structure to it.
1: To the plot, you mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the plot. Yeah.
0: Okay
1: yeah I no, just like, no, no comment on any pact. of that i guess <laughs> 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 a great
0: question a very mm-hmm. a very good question one i wish thank I you could for answer, asking it but i can't yeah. <laughs> so frustrating
2: <laughs> every time every time i yeah. make any sort of prediction
3: yes yes only silence i remember going through that right after finishing pact with some is of the rest. Rest. and being like why am i back here again mm-hmm. oh boy um yeah uh, so actually this is one last quick question for mm-hmm. both of you um what what have what's your opinion on this extra material that walbo's introduced in pale um uh, mm. like how, how how is it adding to the experience well, oh it's it's for fantastic
1: guys? it's utterly i mean i I adore it um it's not something i actually i pull out and show people all the time it's probably very annoying but i'm like look at these diagrams like doesn't this look cool because <laughs> it is it's it's fascinating and it's i mean it's interludes except even more unique and different. And honestly, I don't understand how he could possibly have the time to design all of these things that are like in depth and they have like little some of them have little secrets. Um the um I want to talk about Snowdrop actually before we, we move fully <laughs> on, but uh <laughs> like the one with the inventory, right? The fork thing, I was like I was That's texting so a friend. I was like, what is happening here? They hadn't read it either. <laughs> I was just like, I need I'm, ah, it's wonderful. Fork not depicted. It's so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um I, I would say that the action material is probably the reason that, like, the first primary reason that I wanted to read Pale. um Because me and Matthias were talking about, like, intratextual materials, um which I love so much. That's, like, my favorite thing in any sort of fictional story is, like, intratextual. Materials and here they were. It's like a major part of this tale. So I was like very excited that they're they're such a prevalent piece.
0: That is one thing that I'm interested to see that Wabo has kind of done more and more of is the you know breaking the format of just being a hey I write one ten thousand one hundred million thousand word <laughs> chapter every you know twice a week right like in Worm there was I think one format break which is the you know the four word uh, chapter.
1: Well, and the um, other... the uh, the forum, the Peri Online chapters. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's a good point.
1: Um, Which I'll let you finish, but relevant.
0: No, but what I was just going to say is, it's interesting that he seems to be doing that more and more and more now, and and the bonus materials are the natural extension of that, and I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so related, um I I know that you two are aware or I'm, I'm sure you are. Uh but Clarence, you might not have known on the Parahuman subreddit he's been doing a series of um role played parahumans online <laughs> forum posts. It's been ah. fascinating. So basically, he will write the like top post, like the post on the Parahumans online subreddit or subreddit hmm. website, right? It will be a post on Reddit and everyone in the comments has to act like a denizen of Earthbet at the time of posting and oh, it's fascinating it's so it's it's seeing a live play it's wonderful i i started reading through them but honestly they are there's so um there's like 30 of them at this point and each one has like 100 mm. comments or more and so it's actually a lot to read especially cuz people write like whole you know yeah. diatribes in character yeah, and there's yeah, wonderful yeah. like little in jokes too that develop in particular threads it's utterly de- delightful and um i just find that utterly fascinating as a just just as a creation right it has the like basically everyone in the comments has read the entirety of worm right and mm-hmm. possibly ward as well and so they know a lot about this world as well and all of them a lot of them are holding back to like really actually getting into character and you know not acting as if they are like a character in the world that has read the entire book, right? yeah um, yeah and it's just oh, it's so interesting i I don't even know what to classify this as a like work
2: i just the i'm like continually interested in the like community that has developed around while works because he's so like prevalent still that like the interaction between author and reader is like so interactive um and and it's it's so like unique and interesting to watch occur
1: i want to see someone do an essay on worm or or any of the other works that treats the comment section under each chapter as part of the text that they are analyzing because a lot of people do go and read the entire comment section as they go not everyone i think it's probably it's some proportion of of readers but Mm -hmm. like that affects their experience and um Like I'm pretty sure they're they're time locked, right? Like you can't go back to chapter one of Worm and and leave a comment, right? I don't think.
3: I I think Wobbo closes them at some I I know, because Pact, we we used to dive into the comments for Pact as we were reading it, and I would often have to stop scrolling about two thirds of the way down because it would be people who are reading it really like way later. So certainly Pact didn't quite get that treatment all the time, but like most of them were safe. Like you could tell Mm -hmm. someone Presumably, even Wabo had at various times gone through and culled spoilery, hmm, really comments. interesting. Um, but yeah, like it, it's definitely on Worm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it's like spoiler free. Like once the new chapter comes out, there's no more comments.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you could go through and and like sort of participate in like the live like speculations and stuff. Except it wouldn't be live at all. It's just yeah, it's so.
2: Ah, yeah. I don't know. I, I also am just – I feel like that it, it's exacerbated by, like, everything being, like, serial, um, which is such an interesting way to read a tale mm. is, like, anticipating every moment.
0: I, I do quite like the vibe that both stories have built up of. People will jump into the, the comments and make predictions and all this stuff. I, I really do think that is a, a part of the – of what makes it such an enjoyable experience. Not just because that, you know, the way that Wabo writes also kind of lends itself to making predictions, right? Because he will (laughs) often have twists or, or, you know, use uh, reworking of themes thematically throughout things or or three beats of things across an arc or across a story. Um, I think it just lends itself so nicely to discussion that it's you really are missing out if you don't engage with the community or the comments in some kind of way. Right.
1: Hopefully the, the the podcasts are a good um other form of that for those that, that can't in the moment.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, and I guess the, the reason we're doing this is because it's an extension of that vibe of you know, you read a chapter for a while, but story and you kinda just want to talk about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well That's
4: there's,
1: there's the so exists. much is it, to to um half transition. Um it, so the the snowdrop chapter is mm. so fucking funny. Oh my <laughs> god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. I I do it like almost every single paragraph I was like fighting the urge to copy and paste it and send it to everyone who would listen because it was just so yeah. funny. Um like the entire way through. And there's there's a lot of uh pale that that makes me want to do that too.
3: Yeah, I've I've multiple times in my live reads of this had to been like, okay, this is the last thing like like for the snowdrop on, it was like this is the last just ha ha snowdrops hilarious <laughs> quote that I can pull because I'm just pulling every other line and this is taking forever and so just assume that I'm doing that because I can't keep doing it and right. it's probably not interesting for you guys anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, I laughed out loud multiple times. Isn't that that's that's <laughs> wild? I don't do that while I'm reading.
3: You don't laugh <laughs> out loud when you're reading?
1: No, almost never. Oh no, I have, a, I have that the is, same. Experience that is where as I Mateus. find glee.
0: Mm. yeah i Um,
3: i'm i'm with clarence on this one i laugh out loud all the time while i'm hmm. reading or watching stuff or whatever
0: Hmm. i feel like i don't (laughs) laugh almost ever but except (laughs) except that i mean and this happened you know we're recording this uh after uh the 5.b chapter has come out and Mm -hmm. that was a chapter that i laughed during multiple times i won't spoil i won't say why but and this is something that I find is the case with Wild stories. It's just, and I think what it is, is I get, find myself having such a deep connection to these characters
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that
0: it, I can laugh at situations that they would laugh at, whereas I feel like I don't mm-hmm. have a deep connection to characters that aren't as well fleshed out in other media. And so I don't get into a situation where I'm like genuinely mm-hmm. enjoying something as though I'm hearing a story told to me by a friend of
1: mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm trying to remember other books that have made me laugh. It's, like, any, any like, conventional book. Like, any book within the bounds of, like, normal tones. Like, like a Wild Boast. Like, normal stories, right? That's uh, not, like, intentionally super dark or super funny. I probably only laughed, like, once or twice. You know? At the funniest moment in the entire book, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I laughed a lot. Um, but that book is also, like, really, really fucking funny. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy. So... <laughs> Um but yeah no I don't yeah it's but then again I don't get that affected by emotions right now in general so
2: I feel like I just get excited about small things like <laughs> mm. I feel like it was in one of the last couple of chapters but um he used the the term morass mm-hmm. as a descriptor as a noun descriptor which was so exciting to me <laughs> i I like sat down and and like wrote it out and you know that I just I feel like there's just Small things that that mm. are very exciting about reading.
1: I love you, Clarence. Mm.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> um, should we talk about uh, the arc title leaving a mark? Because, of course, one of the things that we like to do is overanalyze these arc titles and see if we can figure out mm. exactly what they're saying. Yep. Yeah, I, I liked your your pet theory a lot. <laughs>
3: Uh yes. Also, so just uh, I'll, I'll kick us off by saying the definition of leaving a mark is mm-hmm. to do something that will be remembered or that makes you famous or successful. Like basically, to do something that is important or meaningful. Uh so Ruben, do you want to kick us off with some of your interpretations of this
0: title? <laughs> Yep, sure. I thought we'd start with the normal ones and then get to my ones, but we can just start pulling the deep end if that works. Um, we'll, we'll
3: start from the bottom and, and work up. Uh, yeah, okay, perfect.
0: Um, so, yeah, I, one of the ones that we had talked about before was the theory that we haven't heard from dad's first name and maybe it's Mark and then it's going to be a play on words where she finally comes contact with him. That, unfortunately, did not pan out and we're all very sad about that. Um, and so I was trying to think what other things could it be uh and I, the only other meaning of mark i could think of was like you know how, like you know for like con artists they call the people that they're conning their mark i don't oh, yeah. really know how that applies like alexander's maybe conning people and uh, it doesn't really make any sense but
1: it's i'm worth sure this something down in
0: just in case yeah exactly just in case i can say i knew it i was 100% confident <laughs> uh
1: anyone else um, I just had like questions to ask because I don't actually I mean, I feel like an arcata like that will make us want to ask what is the mark that the kind of tears are leaving, right? Um yeah. Yeah. In, in the places that they go. And I had I had trouble thinking of stuff. I know they're leaving a an impression on everyone at the school, right? Just because they're actually <laughs> very powerful and they don't they're so blasé about it. Mm. Um they they power up the doll and it straight up knocks out um I know. Yeah, it, yeah. And they uh, had just like bullseye.
2: a moment to make sure he was fine, and they were like, you know what? We're just gonna keep doing this.
1: Yeah, And they were <laughs> like, hey, maybe moment. we should like, it, like they were they were so proud that they, with, no, they were smug. That's the word that they were smug. Yeah. That they were like, oh yeah, we're it's no big deal for us. It's like, girls, no, that's like it's, it's clearly like you're you're being unusual. You don't. It wanna, felt very be much like like,
2: like like the like hair flip sort of you know like yeah yeah or like yeah, the. I w- Shoulder or whatever
3: I loved Avery's little um I mean, not to brag, but we do this all the time,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good, it's a brag, um
3: yeah no, i I agree i I think, as well as what marks they might be leaving, which like is weird because it feels you know they're still thirteen year olds who are new to this world, they haven't finished leaving any marks they might have already left um it, like just the 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 marks left on them as well, like I mm. think. Yeah. Um, we we sort of see like we see Verona try to kindle uh, a relationship and and not really go for it and and there's there's a mixture of feelings around her dad with that and with it later um Lucy is is you know so it's very obvious uh with her um she she wears that stuff on her sleeve um and she's turning that into shaping herself with gillamay to become someone who fights back or, or doesn't cede ground at least
1: yeah oh yeah i think that's a really mm. good um note of that um and, and avery leaving marks on herself with the the glamour as well so she's
3: literally giving herself check marks. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is a pretty good one yeah oh and avery left snowdrop or left her mark on snowdrop, kind of. Mm, yeah, where she's y- kind and of, like the other way around,
2: imbued herself.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's so fascinating. I can't wait to see where that, where that <sighs> continues oh, to go. God, questions of agency and, like, where identities come from is so exhausting. I, I can't <laughs> I deal with that 24-7. Well, I think it's it's <sighs> super
2: interesting that they're, like, their perspective is very different than anyone else mm. um, yeah. around them.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't Um, actually notice until like the entire snowdrop chapter was over that like she actually was like she she tells the truth and other people hear lies i was like wait a second like i only noticed like halfway through was like wait a second she's actually telling truths Hmm, did something Mm -hmm. happen why is nobody noticing that this weird thing has happened it was it was dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a
3: very fun though i I love once you realize that getting to do like the reverse snowdrop on everything she says was just a very fun change of pace I still I love that chapter so much.
1: Yeah, 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 it was good. It was... <laughs> see mm-hmm. see okay, here's here's the thing. It's balanced with like being utterly terrified for her, right? Because we've been we've set up how bad the brownies can get, right? And like the 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 chapter before when they're all settling in to the school. I was like, "Oh god, Rowan is going to accidentally thank them and it's <laughs> going to be a horrible thing." I was like, "It doesn't feel like it's going to happen right now. Like the pacing does not feel like right for like this to be the horrible moment." However, like oh oh no oh no, and and then we 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 passed. It's fine. All right. Next day, and then Snowdrop is. I was like, well, she's going to say no, thank you, and it's going to say thank you, and then she's she's dead, or something. <laughs> uh, it was it was so nerve wracking. But then it's a it's a, it's a comedy chapter. So I
2: feel like <laughs> I wasn't anticipating death, but I was no, very no, excited but, like, to
1: injuries. What I have to see
2: them.
4: Mm.
3: i think that's what i really like about walbo works just to sort of speak generally is um like in just about any book you can be pretty confident the protagonist isn't going to die um but walbo like puts costs on his protagonists yeah uh in a way that not many other authors are as bold with and so like there is always this sense for me of like i i am willing to believe that at just about any point there will be some big cost like snowdrop may not die but something terrible uh will happen to her that will you know leave me scarred as well Mm -hmm. as her for the rest of the book oh
0: man
1: do you guys think one of the kennedys is gonna die can you imagine oh no no Ah. no no no. i'm gonna say no no just straight out I, i i refute I don't, think it's, I don't think it's I do that think kind of story. I do think there will
2: be some sort of transformation. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a wild story if someone stopped, didn't stop being human. True, true.
3: I mean, well, you know, Verona's trying. Mm-hmm. She's doing her best.
2: <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to see what happens.
3: Yeah, oh, Yeah. I'm excited. excited. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> cautiously excited. Um,
1: uh one other interpretation of leaving a mark was um are any clues being left behind, right? Any mm-hmm. marks that they have stumbled upon. Um I didn't I didn't find any, but
3: <laughs> potentially. No, yeah, this this is gonna be such a fun story to read because I'm sure there's so many obvious hints oh, that just was completely it? <laughs> going over my head.
1: That's the thing. Okay, so the the skip ahead. I know you guys wanna wanna ask us, but the, the who done it, right? Um so it's like it's like by the rules of mysteries, right? It has to be someone we've already met by this point, right? Oh, of course. Yes. Who the hell? <laughs> I can't like no one feels right at all. No one feels like Yeah,
2: they all they all feel like just enough off that it could be them. But like I know?
1: don't it doesn't feel right for it to be any of them. Like no, if it was yeah, Marcus right now, None of them, right none of now, them fit
2: exactly
1: then i'd be like oh it's marissa And know if it's like matthew and uh his his wife what's her name again edith edith, edith thank you uh, it's like really them but then but why have, are they like, how you they know, are
2: interesting tension
1: mm. oh yeah for sure no yeah it's just like none of them feel right to have murdered a primordial beast or whatever the the, the carmite beast was you know mm. certainly not mm-hmm. goblins
2: no, yeah, I feel like they, they're they definitely, like, marked off.
1: Yeah, the goblins are about the only ones I'm
3: confident in saying. I don't think they... Except maybe Toad Swallow. There's something going on with Toad Swallow. Listeners mm, of the podcast could me say that enough that I don't need to... Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. I just... There's, some, there's something, there's something about Toad Swallow. Charles, if it was Charles, it's not even like, oh, the butler did it. No, it's like the dog did it, you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it wow. feel right ouch well i, I just on yeah, like power level you know <laughs> oh poor Charles yeah, yeah. poor Charles Gross. did not envy <sighs> his existence and they're like oh yeah let's really just let's just ask him night. if he's okay with like taking on Melissa's pain it's like oh Charles already has <laughs> enough pain why
3: <laughs> my favorite thing about that though is even he agrees that he got a good deal oh, for yeah, being yeah, Forsworn yeah. which is like what do the others get you know like Jesus
1: there's a bit where uh Nicolette is talking to uh Avery and she's like, Oh, you thought the uh <laughs> you, you thought the wolf like tearing into you as a as a bunny for an entire day was bad? Honey. If you did that for a thousand <laughs> years, it would not even come close to some of the stuff out there.
4: Mm.
3: It's dark. I still love the way the fairy was set up for us as well, with like I think it was Gilmer, It was like, "Hey, Nicolette, if you come into town, I'll give you everything you ever want," and then she just booked it. <laughs> like to, and I just that—that's still my favorite way of like hyping up how terrifying something is. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Um, okay, well, so to to and does anyone else have any leaving a mark interpretations?
2: Ah, uh, yes. Um, I was thinking perhaps like in terms of leaving a mark of like they. In, in this chapter, they like have deliberately set off from their like comfort zone, quote unquote, I suppose, in Kennet, right? They've, they've yeah. physically left. Um, and so all the like spaces and like rules that they know are kind of tossed to the side, which I feel like, I mean, they're not tossed to the side, but like they're entering into, into a space that they don't necessarily know. Um, which I feel like has, has, uh, left a mark upon um the can at others so not necessarily upon them as much as as those that have have um cautiously been been trusting them
3: yeah i like that and yeah this i uh, yeah I, I mean we could probably sit here all day there's so many yeah. different angles you could probably look at it through um i think somebody mentioned the school as well they're already starting to leave their mark there by mm-hmm. standing up for the rights of others um I guess, or one last one from me. Speaking of the school, uh, the Blue Heron Institute, they don't give out grades, so they've left marking behind. <laughs> you bad. want to save
0: this one for last
4: huh? <laughs> You
0: wanted to save this Finish one? Finish on a high <laughs> note. You were very
2: excited about
4: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good yeah. one. I like it. Um, <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, let's Clearly put that behind us now. Interpretation. <laughs> I, ay. Um I guess. Is there any final thoughts that anyone has on the arc before we begin to to wrap stuff up?
1: I want to go back to school. <laughs> That's all. <awful. laughs> which, which one? The, the the fun one, duh. Of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: How can you even say which one, Elliot? Come on. Boring American uh, school or cool Canadian school? Yeah.
1: school. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the awesome true universe, so Yeah.
0: Um, you, you guys in the USA think you're the only people who can be called America.
1: You're listen, the um, there's a lot more people okay, on this right? continent. Okay, you know what? I'm going to push back <laughs> against that. I think that's a silly That's a silly arbitrator. Like, this has been a thing for a very, very long time. I'm pretty sure Americans have, like, at this point fully established that America means the United States of America. Yes, mm. there's other Americas, but, like, it's not. Don't, don't call I me out for calling like, it America.
2: I feel like it's only, like, insular, like other people in the americas are very pointedly like they pointedly point out
0: they're not america that it's not Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Look,
3: if there was ever a time to argue bullshit semantics it's in in this story that's true uh,
1: okay here's here's the thing i will stop referring to to uh, I will stop assuming that American things means stuff from the United States of America as soon as someone comes up with a way to say United Statesian that sounds good.
3: Like, yeah, that's that's not like eight syllables long.
1: Yes, yes,
3: uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's interesting because I, I have sort of, you know, the talk of coming back to Canet in the story has been, you know, the whole thing was, oh, we took the ruins so we can get back before tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, I've read enough Walbo stories where I'm sort of sitting here and I'm like, so odds that they make it back to the school (laughs) oh i mean zero (laughs) percent
0: yeah
3: yeah uh so yeah it's it's i i don't know what to expect from arc five like long term uh so i'm very interested to see like where the kennedys are two
0: days from the end of arc four yeah Mm. um all right I guess that's. Oh, wait, no, one last thing before we finish up. <laughs> Does the Blue Heron Institute have its own class ranker group, do you guys think? And if so, who, <laughs> who's the highest and who's the lowest?
1: Oh, I mean, come on. Okay, we obviously know who the highest is. That's Ulysses. Uh, right. obviously. Yeah. Hands down. That's. Who's the lowest?
2: They're so intense about it. Um,
1: yeah, I love how everybody who sees him for the first time is like, God, he's so hot. <laughs> See, I can I can really picture him though, like because of that, like I'm, you know, like a if not Timothy Chalamet, you know, something like mm. somewhat Ugh. like you know, pretty boy,
0: right? You know, I hate to say it, but I think Jessica's probably at the bottom of the ranker, right? Just Because it seems like everybody hates her.
2: Yeah, she doesn't seem to be mm. very um,
0: very popular.
2: Yeah, well, popular. Avery,
1: no, 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 because Avery but would also... would vote for her just like she voted for Pam, just because <laughs> she loves. She loves the girls that don't get enough attention. True. Also, 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 she's gay. So,
3: also, like, I think Jess would be right near the bottom, but I also think like she'd give zero shits. I mean, that's almost by design. Mm-hmm. She does not want to associate with the school board. She f- has she
2: to. wouldn't participate. I yeah, like... that
3: too. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I, Zach, Zach, and his hot girl totems probably wouldn't do so great. Unless he put
1: a so bunch yeah. of them out. <laughs> yeah. I bet one of his hot babe uh, totems would get more votes than he would.
0: <laughs> oh, teenagers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Now that we've discussed that, we can wrap up the episode. Um,
4: <laughs> so
3: the, the, the first thing we do right before the actual outro is we force all of our guests to make bold and specific predictions mm-hmm. oh, so okay. now's your chance who done
0: it who did it
1: yeah um mm. well there's, there's there's so there's always there's always a couple of obvious answers right uh the mm-hmm. butler did it there's no butler here not applicable no the dog everyone
0: did, did, it, did is it the other one that everyone also <laughs> that's
1: <thinks. laughs> that's the other one right
0: yeah. oh, i'm gonna try dream. to roll that
1: one out uh, everyone did it which is perhaps true perhaps however not everyone did it right there's clearly some people we can rule out so she did it to herself i mean they
2: wouldn't would they just like not if they all did it would they even bring someone in to investigate
1: yeah i think for appearances probably but mm. but maybe she did it to herself maybe the carmine beast sought out the hungry choir and was like hey i'm tired take me out and then like howled at the moon and uh, got taken out. Hmm.
3: Interesting. Okay, so the Carmine Beast done
1: it. Yeah, the Carmine Carmine Beast. It's sort of done it.
2: a disappearance act.
1: Mm-hmm. But why did she do it? That's that's the real question. Yeah, I feel that like the, motivation,
0: the what, motivation. What if it's like
1: What if she just wanted? Wait, what if she was sick of
3: being a, a beast, like a dog? So she's you know getting getting Charles to whip her up a new form so she can be the Carmine. I don't know Pup- snake. I don't know what
1: insert relevant animal here <laughs> um it, for other predictions uh i have i have a couple um i think we are going to see a dream uh, or a nightmare from in one of alpi's um trips i guess mm, uh one one guess i That'd have cool. is that one of our main characters if not one of the kenneteers, then maybe someone like nicolette or something um we'll need a dream trip to to fix them or or something and we'll we'll follow Al- alpi into one of them because we almost did right it almost seems like I we, hope were, so. we had it teased right yeah and and so since we didn't i think it's going to happen eventually
2: i would love a a whole chapter from alpi's perspective
1: oh yes that would be <laughs> nice to do well yeah mm. we'll either yeah we'll either all the characters go into one or we will see it from Al- alpi's perspective i think that no, that would be mm. soon. Um, Okay, Clarence. Time for your. I don't
2: know. I I still feel like there's there's some you know like unspoken tension between Edith and Matthew that I feel like is somehow related, but I don't know. I don't know because they're like seemingly like okay, but they have all these like snide little comments that they make to each other that I feel like could be. I don't think they would have done it together. It would have been either or.
3: Matthew is the one who we've seen. Take people's memories away. Mm -hmm. So him being peeved at Edith for doing it and forcing him to take her memories of it away, so she has plausible deniability, would would fit. Yeah. So
2: I feel like there's some mysterious tension there, but I don't know. I also feel like perhaps Miss shall return. Mm. Maybe I'm just being hopeful. Mm. (laughs) But I feel like I feel like there's always like a there's like an eleventh hour someone returns. I feel like that would be Miss.
0: We yes. had a
3: prediction come in a while ago that she'd faked her own death, which I thought mm-hmm. was very fun. But huh. uh, um, she does seem very connected. Yeah. Well, so do you picture her coming back as the person who did it, or with the clue we need to, to figure out who did it?
2: I think if she returned, it would be um, she would have the clue.
0: Okay. Yeah. She has I to. Hope. It'd be weird for her to show up again and be like, "Hey guys, I'm back, but I don't have anything to do with the mystery." <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: no my my alternative was that she she was the one who did it like she comes back and i was like it was me i
0: i
2: feel like if she's the one who did it like they'll have to go in and sign mm, her.
1: mm. well and then well if hmm oh hmm sorry i just i just went through a short little cascade yes (laughs) let's hear it
0: these are always the best theories
1: um of so she was always looking for a role right like that yeah. or, or no she's not looking for a role she's concerned about being pushed into a role that mm-hmm. the universe is sort of conspiring because she's lost she doesn't have a role right now and in in Kenneth she can sort of maintain like a not role sort of thing but if she were to like yeah go into like the hunger choir she would like become part of the part of the act right mm-hmm. and that was her yeah. concern so maybe this is sort of a like intentional like way for her to assume a role that she's choosing right to take agency over that and be like okay i'm gonna become the carmine miss i guess um Ooh. the carmine person um there might not you be know, enough you know, mm-hmm.
3: Uh my my extension to this theory is uh-huh. that that makes her the baddie and we we have to stop her right
1: but so but does if, it like actually we'll... make her bad though well, she did a murder. Well, okay, but this is this is this is the this is the other verse. Like it's it's an other you know, it's a it's a giant beast to like ah,
4: sure. lots okay, of things but, to get murdered.
3: Okay. What I wanna say is if 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 miss has set this all up so she as a lost can take the position and we mm-hmm. have to thwart those plans, there's another lost who we now have on hand. Who's already talking about mm. taking Mrs. Place.
4: Oh, no.
3: Snow, the Carmine Snowdrop.
1: Carmine <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, I could tell it in your voice. Fear her. <laughs> she rules with a mighty fork. Mighty rusty fork. <laughs> uh, she had a butter knife. But <laughs>
2: Everybody just seems so, like, tired, though. Mm. All of the others of Kinect yeah. seem very tired. That's true. So I don't know... Who- which of them is like I'm ready to take on more responsibility? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which one of them even wants to? Right, like John doesn't want to. I doubt Matthew Edith would want to. Um, Edith
3: maybe just because she's constantly being like she's got the doom that's yeah. tearing Matthew apart. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. she has to do stuff to like fortify herself because she's kind of constantly disintegrating a bit. I don't I don't think so Matthew
1: would like that though. Like like in, no. in like he. If if that was true, then like he would have to not know because she would change like too much.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. Um. And then there's the two fairy who, like, I mean, I guess either, but like, it's not that strong of a feeling either for either of them. So they're the they
3: candidates like... where it's like it's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Machiavellian masterminds, of course. Is. But is that what Bobo <laughs> wants us to think? Of?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the problem with fairies is it's layers of head games all the way down, so you can't ever be sure <laughs> that you've gotten to the bottom, right? Mm. Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna hold that it's Miss and I don't think they should drain her after she takes the seat. That that is that is my my official position. Less fun than she did it to herself, but <laughs>
4: mm.
2: <laughs> I feel like my tentative position is Edith.
1: Okay.
3: Okay, cool. Well let's uh lock those in and we'll see. Yep, see if, if either right. of you Vindicated and
0: whenever this story finishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um All right. Uh and that I think brings us to the end of the show. Uh so Matthias and Clarence, thank you for coming on the show. Now, you did tease something. Are we gonna we're we gonna get that reveal?
1: Yeah, so uh yes. decomposing worm finished. Uh today. Soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, we still have to edit the episode. But uh we were thinking about what we're going to be doing after and I think we're ready to mm. announce. Uh, Clarence, would you like to? Oh, I get to say it? Yeah, of course.
2: <gasps> How exciting. <laughs> um I don't have any fanfare. It's just called <laughs> The <There's... laughs> Twig.
1: Whoa! Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah hey. we'll be looking at Twig finally. Yes, Twig is going to have uh the attention it deserves. It's it's happening. It's happening. I'm um, very
2: excited about it because Matthias has like talked about it a lot.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
2: I'm absolutely in love with Mary Shelley and the concept of like biopunk. Mm-hmm. So it sounds cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, Go
3: ahead. I'm excited for this. on my, just because uh, Ruben and I covered Arc One very briefly mm-hmm. on the pilot season, and that was exactly what jumped out to me too. Uh, Clarence was mm-hmm. like uh, the sh- uh, the Frankenstein references and the biopunk, and uh, this will finally give hopefully get me off my ass and reading Twig
1: um it's it's also, a worthy read it's it's my favorite actually of all the all the wild bow works it was the first one i started reading um while it was uh releasing although i didn't actually keep up i definitely like binged to catch up and then noticed that it wasn't done and then like stopped for like a year <laughs> but <laughs> uh but yeah no it's 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 my favorite yeah awesome. um,
3: yeah i can't wait for this so yeah
1: yeah right, yeah if you, if you haven't read twig and and you have any reading time left over after uh reading pale do do read twig it's absolutely worth it.
0: Um and if people want more Matthias and Clarence talking about stories uh, you can go and check out Decomposing Worm.
1: That's right. Uh and you can follow us on on Twitter at Decomposing Pod. So we'll probably keep that one as we go into mm-hmm. Twig. Um we don't have a timeline on it, on it by the way. So uh just just eventually dissecting twig but don't expect it in the near future we're not picking up like next week okay we'll, we'll be taking a little break <laughs> ah <laughs> um, yeah i mean that uh, is the
0: cry of somebody
1: exhausted of, of yeah. the stories it's our, going. it's our own fault yeah. yeah the
3: the month Ruben and i took off between deep impact and and starting this was very valuable i, I wholeheartedly <laughs> recommend it. well Reset did you it even a take bit.
1: a real break though you guys did so much stuff in between Mm. Oh, there was a morning. month where we did nothing. It was great. It was <laughs> a good month. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Thanks. Uh, um, thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Yes, this and was thank you much for, fun. Uh, having a way for me to bully Clarence into reading pale. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's what we're all about here. <laughs> yes, very that's the whole point beautiful. of this podcast. <laughs> bullying. I mean, if we learned anything um, from Worm, right? It's that, it's exactly. that bullying is effective. <laughs> bullying is a, a good solution. idea.
0: um (laughs) if our listeners want more of any of the shows on the doof media network that includes of course decomposing worm our show power reflections and all the other great shows you can go to doofmedia.com the website where you can find links to all of the shows and all kinds of miscellaneous things
3: uh yes we're also on twitter uh which is at MediaMG podcast much like matthias and clarence we're keeping our old uh (laughs) at, at there uh for our show um that's where my live reads are uh and that's also where you can find out when the episodes are coming out uh you know this episode's coming out nor when a normal episode usually does and so that means a normal episode is coming out during the nebulous midweek-ish time that the reflections episodes usually come out so (laughs) uh the best place to find out when our next episode's coming is on that twitter
0: yep um Yeah, uh, if you want to support the the shows on the Doof Network, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Doof Media and become a patron. Uh, We had a recent influx of patrons, which I think is a good thing. And if you want to become one of them, go to that website.
3: (laughs) Yes. Uh, And don't forget to stop by Walbo's Patreon. (laughs) Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Walbo. That's a good place. I mean, we've we've spoken a bunch today. You know, he's written, yeah, 70 billion-ish words uh, over the past eight years it's phenomenal the amount of quality content he's put out and if you can afford to reward him for that you
0: should yeah 100%. Uh, why don't you leave your mark on Wildbo's Patreon patron by making the number of patrons go up uh, by so one. go to patreon.com forward slash Wildbo <laughs> to do that <laughs> um all right and that's the show or is it there's also a secret extra bit at the end here now that we've kicked out clarence we can go back to pact and talk about some things with
1: pact spoilers. Do, yeah. do you spell it B-A-C-T, Bact? backed? Backed yes. to pact, yes, exactly. Okay, good, good.
0: Um uh, So Matthias, you said you had some things that you wanted to talk about that required some pact spoilers.
1: Oh, just just a little bit. Just um the talking about the, the awakening ritual and how uh this would be the third with the Nicolette that would be the third different well, actually the fourth different like setup, right? Where mm-hmm. um, Blake and and Rose both had slightly different instructions, and, and now in this one we found out why those instructions were slightly different, right? The old way and the new, which was pretty cool, because uh, I I don't know if that wasn't revealed in Pact, right, or was it? It might have been. Uh, in Pact,
3: Pact talked a bit about how it was flexible in that, like when he I remember when Blake awoke, uh, his cabal like Alexis and mm-hmm. all of them. Ah, uh, they were very fast and loose with like the items, like the mm-hmm. skull. I think they had like a little plastic skull or something. Hey, it yeah, and wasn't the rose like um,
0: some smushed up powder with water <laughs> or something that they
3: like? Yeah, I don't remember. They had yeah, to get very
1: ash, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. But I I just remember that that one they got very sort of fast and loose with the exact nature <laughs> right. of of the objects.
1: That's that's what I was thinking regarding the the living thing that Nicolette mentions. I don't know about Mile End, however if it's like this sort of thing, I can definitely see like, like the categories were so vague, right? Like, um, mm. it, so, mm-hmm. so the, like the five, you know, the, those, those items, the, the pillars of human experience, right? It, the one that we have seen the most, right? Is, uh, skull coin, timepiece, knife, um, and thread. woven object. The yeah. woven object or thread, right? So the, mm-hmm. I think in the original one, it was thread, right? In, uh, in 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 pact
3: i think they use a dream catcher impact actually
1: but that has string right that has thread yeah right yeah um and but like each object is also its own object even if it is like tied to whatever the category was so i can definitely see that like that evolving over time right so like uh maybe the thread it, that was one of the objects not mentioned in nicolette's thing and, and so was the coin um like the thread you know someone brought a doll right it, as a woven object and eventually someone brought like an actual baby maybe <laughs> and then that just became <laughs> living thing in general or something which is yeah interesting
4: mm. um
3: if anyone didn't listen to our myland uh thing we talk we talk about their one as well but they had so they had six of them that awoke together
4: um mm-hmm. oh, so like the kennethiers
3: work as a trio wild. yeah they have they have six of them but they don't um uh, as you said, like the the big part of the Tears was that old way where the the others brought some of the stuff in and then drank of their offerings to the spirits. Um, that that was not present in the Myland. The Myland was a lot closer to Blake and Roses in that thing of they laid out all these bowls and then the stuff just kind of mysteriously disappears uh, when they're not looking because uh, the spirits sort of take the offering uh, invisibly. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely interesting how there's so much there seems to be so much variety in this stuff and it's like uh exactly how you do it affects how you end up as a practitioner it's really cool
1: yeah yeah i was interested so like um all of the the ways that they view uh, the they use the site i found that especially fascinating because it's so so much more different than impact and i, and I think mm-hmm. part of that is probably just like as a writing thing right where wild Bo's writing you know the weird stuff in this world for the first time so when he's going to do connections he kind of went with like the most clearest you know interpretation of that right which is just like lines uh it's much easier to picture blake's lines than verona's meaty things everywhere right (laughs) um but now that you know he's a much more confident writer he's gone like way out and and making these so so different and unique yeah i like pact had some of
3: that uniqueness to the site i remember (coughs) in arc 8 we get a bit of mags's and it's slightly different but it was you're i still sort of view blake's as the vanilla
1: (laughs) right uh, yeah uh, yes
3: where he he sees like yeah certain groups of connections and all that and i think there's like
1: he seems like the kind of guy too to do that like it it fits his character
3: and he was a vestige he doesn't get all the bells and whistles he's yeah um so yeah like but you're right there was sort of just like oh he he sees connections and, and a bit of other stuff whereas uh what's interesting to me is i i had a picture come into this story of the as Oh, the connections and the the like filter put on the world are just a little bit unique but um like lucy and verona don't even really see connections they yeah. see completely different things mm, um, right and, and the connections are this afterthought to their site uh it's it's got so much more variety in
0: this story than I think I realized it had. I, I wonder if that's to do with the fact that they clearly are on a different kind of level to a lot of other practitioners of their level of age and experience, right? Because mm. of their kind of wild practitioner status. Like, is that just something where, you know, practitioners that are awakened in the system have a more homogenous kind of sight mm. just because that's the world they live in, whereas this weird other method leads to weird other kinds of sight that's not necessarily so connections-focused
1: or whatever. Okay. I think in that case, you to find out, we should look at like Nicolette's inter, interlude because she has like a bunch of different kinds of sight, right? I, mm. I forget what they would like, yeah. though.
3: Well, she, she cheats because she has glasses that let her flip between different right. frequencies of sight, which, again, coolest shit, I think, yeah. <laughs> in this story so far for me.
1: Yeah, Yeah. there was so many more students than I thought, right? Because uh, during the school year, there's not actually that many students. There was just Nicolette and like the douchebags, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I couldn't tell if that was just like
3: the school was off or it was like, you know, that's just the Bellinger wing after mm, dark.
0: Yeah, Mm. All the
3: normal students and normal people are just, you know, off in their buildings, not being in super toxic environments. And Alexander (laughs) keeps his crew close
1: hmm i'm not sure i I mean isn't there only like four bellingers and there was more than four people there i think uh there were a few more a few extra Mm -hmm. yeah okay i don't know where i got that then Hmm. okay um just one one
3: last little thing from me as well and this is slightly going against what this episode is but like because i have read (laughs) 5.a and i don't think we're going to do a back to pact for a while i just I want to say i totally think that thing in 5.a is demonic right i the have mummy. not read it yet yeah the mummy yeah <laughs> uh yeah ben, sorry what yes. must we no, be no, sounding right. like to
0: you <laughs> i don't know maybe hard to tell in my opinion Excited. Uh, maybe
3: next time we do a back to pact we can debate we can dive into like, it. it i i you should read for five point a, little... a and
0: five point b matthias they're great I, I think it was a little
3: <laughs> pose level imp like uh, Easter
1: cool 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 well you know that's one thing i was wondering is like are we going to see many demons because i mean pact was about uh, otherverse yeah. demons yeah, yeah. It, it was so like I, I you know i don't want any of the big bads to be demons i like i I mean, they're fucking awesome. You don't think awesome, Earl was but... the person
0: who killed the Carmine piece?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because uh, we still remember twist. her. <laughs> yeah, true. God, what a terrifying thing. And it's a minor demon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what no. If, oh, oh. <sighs> Guys, okay. <sighs> Cracked it. Uh-huh. Matthew's
0: ability to take away memories is because he is one of those motes. Oh, no. Do you remember how when Blake got eaten? <sighs> Uh, oh man, yeah, we didn't remote. actually see. Oh, no, saw them again.
1: Yeah, well, oh, that's too bad. That's what
0: pales for, because that's who Matthew is. <laughs>
1: that's actually not an moat. That we might. I, I don't know. I feel like we could see one of those moats, maybe.
3: I, I think. I, I think the the thing I'm talking about in five A is probably as much as we'll see. De- like I felt like demons okay. were packed thing, and I don't yes. know. Yeah, like I, I think this little maybe a moat that appears for a bit of a chapter is probably all we're going to get. Demons so, like this is a an Easter egg for packed readers in five what,
1: what I want of demons is just like a, like we open a door, we see a demon and we're like, fuck that. Close we just the door. leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to see of a demon. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Uh, um, um, uh, all right. Okay. Anything else you want to talk cool. about that requires packed spoiler knowledge, Matthias?
1: Uh, not in particular, but of course everything, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but I, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I can do that in the, right, in the discord. Then,
0: Let's uh, close that metaphorical demon door and also the episode.